Hey everybody, it's your boy Garrett J. White, founder of Wake Up Warrior and CEO of DKW Stotting. Welcome to Warrior on Fire, Daily Fire Edition. Today's topic is this, you're a grown-ass person, make a decision. Sit back and relax and welcome to today's Daily Fire. All right, so today's Daily Fire is going to actually come down to two conversations. One, I'm having with my daughter, and two, one I was having with a team member yesterday. And here's how it went down. So my daughter, same thing. My daughter's got this thing going on with the orthodontist, right? She won't wear rubber bands. She won't wear rubber bands. She won't wear rubber bands. Now, you say, why do you have to wear rubber bands? Because almost every damn kid's had to wear rubber bands. Now, I'm a guy that kind of breaks the mold. I'm like, eh, just because everybody's wearing rubber bands doesn't mean me. I need to wear rubber bands. Of course, I wore rubber bands when I was a kid and went through a whole bunch of shit with my jaw and my teeth, including getting orthodontic work uh, that my parents paid for for my top and bottom teeth looked great. And then I got a tumor and lost all my lower teeth. And it was pointless to have ever done the orthodontic work. But nonetheless... It was what it was. I didn't really do the rubber bands uh, the way that they're requiring my daughter to do the rubber bands. My son had rubber bands. My daughter, the youngest daughter had rubber bands. And it's to pull your jaw forward. And so you get an overbite. The rubber bands, when the, when the jaw's more moldable and you're a kid, can pull, the, pull it forward, right? So that the teeth line up correctly. And then the, the, the jaw just will naturally do its thing over time. Now, when you get older, if you haven't done this when you're a kid, they end up having to do surgery to make that adjustment on your jaw and actually pull your jaw forward surgically, right? Which is a much more of a pain in the ass than the rubber bands, et cetera, right? Well, if you don't wear the rubber bands and they put this permanent contraption, not permanent, but semi-permanent kind of orthodontic contraption on the back of your jaw, which sits on the back of your molars, and then it pulls and it pushes your jaw forward with these little things. My oldest son, who's almost 20, he's had these things, you know, he's had he had them for like a year and a half when he was a kid. So I have a daughter that's like the most defiant that she is like literally the most defiant child I've ever been around. I know you're saying, listen, no, my child's the most defiant. I get it. But I also understand that this is going to bode for her very well in life. Her ability to say, fuck you, I'm doing it my way. Um, it, literally, I already know, like productivity wise, business wise, money making wise, like she will do some big shit. So I have to constantly juggle that reality. So I'm sitting there with her, though, having a conversation about this. And I said, listen, here's the deal. Me and your mom are tired of fighting with you. The orthodontist is tired of fighting with you. So here's the deal. If you want to do this, great. If you don't, we can take the brace off the top. You can have your pretty smile. Braces can be off and it's no problem. And you just deal with your jaw thing when it comes down the road. And mom and I aren't going to feel sorry for you at all. Uh, But just you need to know that this could be a problem. And if it is a problem down the road, it's going to require you to go under the surgical knife and have surgery. Now, my daughter's not dumb. Some of you might be like, oh, she's 12. She's too young. Fuck it. She's smaller, smarter at 12 than I was at 19. Like, no question about it. Like, exposed to information data plus being my child and exposed to me and my wife and the stuff we do in business and the speed and pace of our lives. Like, she is not stupid. So I'm sitting where they're dropping her off at school this morning, and I just looked and I said, listen, like, you're going to have to own this. And that's the principle of today is your decisions are your decisions, and you got to own them. Like, your decisions or indecisions are yours and you got to own them. Like so many people are stuck in this game of trying to put their decisions on other people's shoulders. Well, it's not my fault, it's your fault. Well, it's not my fault, it's your fault. No, 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 no. Your decisions are your decisions. And I had this conversation with one of my other team members and I said, listen, like you've got, 
Your decision is your decision. Like, I'm not fucking responsible for your decision. You don't want to do this, that's fine. That's fine. You want to do this, fine. Like, you, either way, like, you've got to own your decision. If you'd want to do this and you do this, here's what the consequence is. If you don't want to do this, here's what the consequence is. But I'm not responsible for your consequences. You're responsible for your consequences. I'm not even responsible for your decisions, but it is my job to make sure that you're very clear about what the consequence will be for the decision or lack thereof. Same thing with my daughter. Frustrating situation, but I'm just letting go. I'm like, okay, well, if you don't want to do it, you don't want to do it. It is what it is. If you like the way your jaw looks right now, I don't think it looks bad, right? If you think you're going to be fine, great. You get to live with the consequence, not me. I've already dealt with my jaw stuff. So my friends, my question for you is this. Where in your world across body being balanced and business are you not owning your decisions? And pull out your warm-up and your weapon, a.k.a. Join your pen. Write that area down. I have not been owning my decisions here. And the second piece with this is, what is the first thing you can do today to start owning that shit? My friend, what you just finished listening to is today's Daily Fire. Parable and a principle. Up next is the Daily Fuel, which is the connection of that fiery parable and principle to the actual production strategies of living the warrior's way found in the warrior book. So if you don't have a copy of the warrior book, well, guess what? Although this next daily fuel is going to be powerful, won't be nearly as powerful if you don't have the tools and resources to follow along. I would encourage you to head to warriorbook.com and get that book shipped to you today. Man, woman, or child is going to help you either way. So with or without the book, here we go. And welcome to this section known as the daily fuel. All right, my friends, so we are currently sitting uh, in a conversation, and that conversation is inside the code, and we're using the principle of the day, which is your decisions are your decisions, and you've got to own them. Now, this, this feeds directly off of where we were yesterday in our podcast and the conversation we were having yesterday um, about you being responsible for your feelings. That your expectations and feelings were married up in there. We were still sitting in that feelings conversation uh, inside the code. So we're on page 94 in the Warrior Book. And we're going back and forth between these. But we are going to apply this principle. Your decisions are your decisions. And you've got to own them. Now, the quote that we use to start off this chapter actually came from William Ernest Henley from the uh, last, last section of Invictus, which I'm going to repeat again today. It matters not how straight the gate, how charged with punishments the scroll. I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. Now, that statement directly links up again to your decisions are your decisions and you've got to own them. Your decisions are your decisions and you've got to own them. Like nobody else owns them. You can own them. They're in your wheelhouse. They're for you. They're part of your game. Now, here's the cool part. Your decisions are your decisions, and the results that come from those decisions are also your results. So that's the Merry Christmas Hallelujah. If your decisions are your decisions, then that means your results are your results. That's it. Like, your decisions declare your actions. Your decisions are your decisions. Your actions are your actions. Your results are your results. And you've got to own them. Like, there's no other way around this. So we're talking about feelings, and we're talking about being real, and we're talking about getting raw, which is our segment that we're in right now. And keep that in mind as we look at this, and we're going to keep diving down the game. Verse 30, and I'm just going to keep reading through. If I'm angry, really angry, 
I'm not going to pretend like I'm really happy, even though this might offend people. No, I'm not actually going to be pissed off, and I'm going to try on this idea of being completely honest about how I feel. It was quite an interesting journey, the first experience occurring when I walked into the local grocery store. It was a horrible morning from the start after getting in a fight with my wife and things were continuing to go downhill. I went into this grocery store and as I was checking out in line, the cashier came up to me with the typical questions all cashiers ask customers, how are you doing? My response, absolutely shitty. Everybody in the line froze, like I had just spread a virus or cancer, had just been dropped from my mouth on in the line, and anybody within a 10-foot radius of me was going to be infected. So people started moving out of line, not knowing what to do with themselves, and yet I was there standing, watching it, and thought, I actually feel a lot better now that I told you guys that I'm feeling pretty shitty, and yet now all of you guys are feeling pretty shitty, and I'm feeling just fine. Wait a second. There might be something to this shit of telling the truth about how I'm feeling. So I continued to practice this raw truth-telling. One day, I saw the reflection of my wife changing from, from a mirror hanging on the closet door. She was looking amazing, but I thought I was supposed to pretend like I wasn't horny and out of my mind seeing her, seeing her nearly naked. As if somehow experiencing the feeling of my wife is, amazing, is, is amazingly sexy as a sin. So you know what I did? I said to myself, forget it. I'm just going to tell her how I feel. I was like, hey, you're so hot. She stopped and looked at me. So I stated, I would love to make love to you right here, right now. Now, just because I got real didn't mean anything actually changed in the moment. I got passionately denied by Danielle sexually because we're not quite at the point in our reconnection and reconstruction of our relationship for that to happen. But it also helped me further down the journey of raw, learning to honestly feel. I remember the day I declared to myself in the mirror, I'm going, I'm going to allow myself to be my feelings, whatever they are. So this journey began, a discovery about these feelings linked up to the facts. I started to see this interesting connection, that the stories that I told were directly linked to the feelings that I was having. For the first time in my life, I started to see that my stories were driving my feelings about the game I was living. My facts were clear and unclear based upon the stories I was telling about them. The feelings I, the feelings I was feeling linked up to the stories I was telling. The trifecta between my feelings, my stories, and the facts worked together somehow when I was just at the beginning of my road to discovery. As a second piece of this code, being raw, became about separating my feelings from the facts. Playing the game of letting feelings out isn't an easy one to pick up as it becomes something we will all have to learn. Shifting the mentality of what it means to be a man and hide our feelings, which have been programmed within us since birth. Our children are always doing it, and yet we punish them for having feelings and displaying them. So I just finished there on verse 43 on page 96. So let's freestyle this for a second, okay? So let's come back to our principle. Your decisions are your decisions. You've got to own them. I expanded that for today, which is your decisions are your decisions, your actions are your actions, and your results are your results. And you know, that's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing because that means that there's only one person solely, wholly responsible for the results of your life. And it's not your wife and it's not your husband. It's not your children. It's not your parents. It's not the government. It's not the president of the United States. It's not God. You're responsible. You're responsible. God gave you the ability to make decisions. Right? That's it. Like you, you have been given a divine gift, and that is the ability to make decisions, an ability to determine your future, an ability to create a life that works for you. Right? Every single day you wake up, nobody's there, nobody's there putting a gun to your head and saying you can or can't do some shit. At the end of the day, the person who is the greatest terrorist in your life is you. And one of the things that we create inside of ourselves is this insane dysfunction in the way that we deal with ourselves emotionally. Like we fuck it up all the time. 
We just fuck it up. We fuck up how we operate. We fuck up how we feel. We fuck up where we're, we just fuck it up. Why? Because dealing with feelings is really hard. It's a lot of work. It's very intense. And it hurts. It hurts to deal with feelings. Much easier just sedate. Much easier just drink. Much easier just pop a pill in the short term. In the short term, it's easier. In the long term, it's death. Like, in the short term, it's easier to not say what you're thinking to your wife. In the long term, you're fucked. Divorce is eminent. In the short term, it's easier to not confront your children and deal with what you have to deal with as a parent. But in the long term, you're fucked. They're going to leave. And the kids are going to fast cascade into chaos because you didn't have the courage to take a stand with them. In the short term in business, it's easy. It's easy to blame your results on somebody else. It's easy to look at it and say, hey, listen, I'm a grown-ass person and um, I make decisions, but it's your fault. And it doesn't take much today. Like to be considered a leader and a thought leader in today's marketplace, you realize you really only have to do two things. One, tell the truth. And two, just do what you say you're going to do. Like just do shit. And do it consistently. Doesn't even have to be complicated shit. Like we've become such a dysfunctional group of people called human beings walking the planet. We're brilliant and we've got all this technology and we're all connected and yet we're becoming more fucking retarded every single day. And I know, right when I say that word ever, like there's a handful of people always get offended when I say retarded. Let me help you define, let, like, let, get some context on that word. To be retarded means to not operate as normal, right? Which means at the core of that principle of retardation, we're all retarded. Because what is normal? And maybe when none of us are retarded, maybe we're just all the way we are. But a retardant is the same thing. Inside of a fire, if I want to suppress a fire, I retard it. I actually use what's known as a retardant. And that retardant suppresses the fire. So your brain has a retardant in it. And when you release it, it suppresses the fire. No different than a fireman trying to suppress the fire in a woodlands fire, a mountain fire, a field fire. Your brain has been trained to release a retardant to actually make you retarded. To retard the process of your own fire. And one of the places it does it, it has us ignore our feelings. The other place to put it is it has us look at our lives from a place of saying, my decisions are not my decisions. My decisions are somebody else's fault. Now, it's somebody else's fault. It's my COO's fault. It's my CFO's fault. It's my sales team's fault. It's my, my project manager's fault. It's my HR person's fault. Like, we just start fucking putting a checklist up and we say, oh, it's your fault, your fault, your fault, your fault, your fault. When that's never how it's been, it's never how life has ever worked. So why do you go there? Like, why do you go there? Let's continue in verse 44. I have three children. Maybe you have children. Maybe you don't. We have a fourth on the way. Going to be born here in a couple months from the time I'm doing this show. Super pumped. Another girl. But I can tell you right now, most of you were not raised to say it's okay to have feelings. We were programmed that we can have some feelings while out in public. But if we have these other feelings, these are not Okay. And you don't ever say or express them in public. There were certain feelings that were okay. That if you have those feelings, it's acceptable. But if you have these other feelings, you're punished and sent to your room or disciplined for being inappropriate. So there we are back on the teeter-totter again. We'll have this feeling that end up on the acceptable list according to one group of people. So therefore, we can talk about them, especially as men. Then within that same group of people, they will have another list of unacceptable feelings that we must suppress. These are the ones that we're supposed to pretend don't exist and no one else has, right? Not if you live by the code. I'm going to guide you through the process of how to let those emotions out productively. If you can't be honest about the facts and you can't be honest about your feelings, if you don't get your feelings out, they become weapons of self-destruction. 
and instead of operating like and instead operate like a ticking time bomb waiting to explode. Once you release these percolating feelings that aren't bad or wrong, life gets exciting because you're no longer in the way of getting what you want in order to have it all that you want. The feelings you have, once investigated, might be challenged and altered and leveraged to allow you to get to get what you want out of your marriage, body, business, and life. But if you can't be honest about what you're feeling right now, then you literally have nothing to work with. If you have no palette to paint on, if you have no clay to mold, you've got nothing to work with except the fantasy. You can't do shit with that because it's not real. Therefore, you can't change it. You can't build anything if you don't have something tangible to work with in the first place. If you can't fucking look at a reality, you cannot build a new possibility. That is it. The end. So you decide to look at your spiritual and say, okay, how do I feel? So six years ago, when I was sitting inside the church I was raised in, I wanted to vomit in my mouth. That you couldn't be there anymore with the new honesty of the code of my life. I couldn't just pretend anymore. It didn't mean that the church was wrong. And at the time, the six years ago when I wrote this, actually 10 years ago now. It didn't mean the church was wrong or broken or the people there had a problem. It just wasn't meant for me. It was no longer working. Going to church every week angry, wanting to fucking punch everyone in the face was not the greatest feeling and seems a little contradictory. This is probably not a healthy pattern, and it definitely wasn't going to give me what I wanted, but I had to be honest with my judgment, how I felt and where I was. My marriage was broken in 2000. You know what? I'm going to DJ this rest of it. Forget it. I'm not even going to go down that path. Here's, here's like the piece I want you to get. Like your decisions are your decisions, period. Right? So you have feelings right now that are di- di- dictating to you that you, there are things you need to do. Right? These feelings are typically linked up to some kind of revelation, some kind of insight, some kind of guidance. Where the voice inside of you is telling you you need to do A, B, and C. You need to go do this thing. And the question is, are you doing it? Like if I followed you around, I followed you around for a day. And we could put a monitor up to the thing inside your heart that says, hey, you should do X, Y, and Z. If I did that and we were in that place, what would I find? Would I find that you're ignoring most of those prompts? Would I find that you're ignoring what it is you need to do? Would I find that you're ignoring the things you need to say, what I find you're suppressing and sedating the actual game that you should be up to? Is this what I would find? Or would I find something different? Would I find that your decisions are your decisions, that your actions are your actions, that your results are your results, and that those are aligned with integrity to what you say you're committed to? See, this foundational play with the code is no fucking joke. People come to me in business and say, well, I want to I market better. I want to I sell better. I want to manage my people better. And I'm like, well, why don't you start with the best kind of marketing, which is marketing to yourself? And then why don't you make the most important sale of all time, which is a sale on your own self? And then inside of that, why don't you become committed, committed to closing you? Right, like there's no way I could powerfully hold other men, thousands of them, to a higher standard of acting and executing on the discipline of new decisions if, if, if I was not doing it to myself. I lead from what I live. Like there's no other conversation around this. Like I lead from what I fucking live. That, that, the end. Expressing my feelings is why I do this show. Expressing my feelings daily with you for 20 minutes, this is part of my release. It's part of my experience. Doing my stack every day is part of my release. This game itself is part of the game called my life. 
And see, my decisions are my decisions. My actions are my actions. My results are my result. And I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. And the only way you're going to be the captain of your soul is if you actually have mastery and ownership of your feelings. And so our principle today was your decisions are your decisions and you've got to own them. Your feelings are also your feelings and you've got to own them too. So you just finished the Daily Fuel. Now it's time for you to get access to the action guides, personalized, customized journaling, and association with others who listen to the Daily Fuel every day for free by heading to warrioronfire.com right now. That's right. Head to warrioronfire.com today and set up your free account inside of the Warrior Armory. On top of this, you know exactly what you also need to get, which is the new book, Warrior Book, found at warriorbook.com. That book, together with what you're doing inside the armory, well, it's going to take these daily fuels to a whole nother level. So get that account set up today at warrioronfire.com and get your book shipped your way by heading to warriorbook.com now.